Good morning, church. Welcome to Home Church. We are so excited to have you here with us to be able to worship the Lord with you, learn about his word, and grow, uh, grow our lives with him. Before we get started, we are actually going to start with a missions update. So if you could put your hands together for Mr. Mark Butler. Well, good morning, everybody. So uh, we had our uh, district missions meeting last weekend, and uh, everybody who was there is all pumped up about it, but we have a, a special opportunity. So the uh, Church of the Nazarene in Mexico has been shrinking instead of growing, and part of the reason is because they're not reaching children early enough, getting them involved in church uh, for them to grow up to, to take over. And so the uh, Nazarene Church has created a Spanish Bible. Um, it's an interactive children's Bible. And uh, you hover your cell phone over the pictures, and it pulls up a discipleship story. And so these are a little more expensive than the average Bible. They're $18 a piece. Um, our district missions president pledged that our district would provide um, 300 Bibles. And so then he asked each church to make a pledge. And I said, well, our church will pledge 1000 bucks." I didn't even have to think about it because I know how giving you guys are and how much you want to help. Okay? So uh, if you want to contribute to the children's Bibles to go to Mexico, mark children's Bibles on your giving. Um, put that in uh, missions offering or the tithe in the back. Okay? What I do not want you to do is short our kids because there's going to be a special announcement coming up for our kids. Um, so make sure our kids get covered, but then if you want to contribute to the Bibles, uh, we would love for you to do that. Thank you. That is fantastic. All right, we're going to get started here with our meet and greet. I really want to encourage everybody to focus in on the meet. So everybody on this side of the room, walk to that side. Everybody on that side, walk to this side. Go shake hands with somebody you don't know super well.
I can have everybody take your seat. All right, before we get started with our service today, we do have some announcements, but uh, this is one of the first times I think I've said take your seats and the chatter just continued, and I really appreciate that. Good work, guys. All right, <clears throat> for our announcements, we have our youth group and preteen class meeting on Thursday. So this Thursday, May 11th, 6.30. If you need more information, you can contact myself, Amanda, or Miss Jane. If you uh, need a place for a teenager or 10 to 12-year-old to go, uh, I have the place for you. So <laughs> bring them on in. It's fun. We have a good time, and uh, we get a lot, of, uh, a lot of laughs and a lot of good discussion in. It's a, it's a great moment. Mother's Day brunch is May 13th at the Red Hawk Golf Course at 10 a.m. You can sign up for that in the foyer. It is $20 for ladies age 13 and up and $10 for ladies age 12 and under. Today is the last day to sign up. So surprise your mom or your daughter or somebody else's mom and daughter. I don't know. Buy them a ticket, get them a rose, shoot them off into Red Hawk. It will be a good time. June 3rd, we have our teen fundraiser car wash. <coughs> that's okay. No, that's fine. Mother's Day brunch is, is clapping. <laughs> so please come support our teams. Bring a really dirty car. See them dressed up as avocados. It will be a good time. I will have more details about this coming up. But uh, we are sending teenagers to Tampa Bay, Florida, which, as you might realize is not like super cheap. So we're raising up some money for that. We want to get these guys over there to the Nazarene Youth Conference. Thank you. None of the teenagers, but that's fine. Uh, we've got, <laughs> speaking of sending our kids, we have five of our quizzers uh, for our kids' quizzers. Going to the World Quiz in Indianapolis, Indiana, uh, which will be taking place during the 2023 General Assembly in June, and this is the first time in our church's history that we've been sending kids there. So, we need your help. In order to uh, 
compete. They had to achieve a high score. All of the kids worked so hard in studying and remembering God's words, and five of them qualified to compete, which is insane. Uh, so we're hoping and praying that you can help us send uh, send these kids out there. The cost per quizzer to go out there is $700. So uh, obviously we're not saying I hope each of you sponsors one quizzer, <laughs> but <laughs> cumulatively we're hoping to raise that money. Um, you can give on our website, you can mail the check, you can uh, put it in the tithe box, uh, however is easiest for you. We're so thankful for you guys' support. We just want to get these kids the opportunity to go out there and uh, show Indianapolis and the General Assembly what home church is all about. So, <clears throat> And finally, we've got the annual church meeting today after second service here in the sanctuary. Everybody is invited to attend. It'll be a celebration of everything that God has been doing uh, through our church this last year. It is always a really fun time of reminiscence with the pictures. You get a sense of where we are right now and where we're planning on going. It's like the State of the Union, uh, but we all sit on the same side of the aisle. So <laughs> you don't have like half the crowd cheering for each one. So <laughs> that's it for our announcements. Please come to the annual church meeting today. And we're going to go into our time of tithes and offerings. We cannot do what we do without tithes and offerings. We can't. The annual church meeting would be nothing if we didn't have income coming in. We'd have no opportunity to be sending teenagers to Tampa Bay to send kids to Indianapolis. So everything that we do uh, within our church, within our community, and globally comes from you guys. We do offer three ways so that you can... Uh, make that easier on you. You can do it in person at the box at the back of the sanctuary, online through our website, or by mail. We are so thankful for everybody who has been faithful through that because we literally could not keep the lights on uh, without that. So if I could everybody stand with me as we enter into our time of prayer before our worship. Father, we are so thankful that we are able to be here together to come together and celebrate who you are and what you've done, to try to put ourselves out at the door and come in with clean hearts and spirits and just hear what you want from us today. We ask that this time of singing, this time of listening to the word would be impactful amongst our congregation, that we would be able to leave with a spirit of action that would lead us to bring more people under your fold. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, brother. Appreciate that. Uh, again, I want to stress what he said. We do, we so do appreciate um, your tithe and offerings. Amen, church? Amen. Uh, there, are, there are months, it's, it gets scarce. There's times it's it's crazy. It's, uh, you go through the bills of the church and um, things that are going on in the church and things we're trying to raise, money we're trying to raise, and, and um, it could become a little stressful sometimes. But we as a church, just so you know, we pay our tithes and offerings. Um, I thought I was going to get more amens than that. Uh, we pay our tithes and offerings. Um, we as a church, we are accountable uh, to our board. We have an amazing board amazing staff, and we as a church are held accountable also. Now, we don't have to, but by God's grace, we do. 
and we give to our mother church, we give to our district, and uh, from that there is blessing. And uh, while I was on the drive with Nelson and Emily, it was an amazing thing to hear Nelson testify um, and some others testify. Man, I don't understand what's going on. We never gave before, and we had less, and we're giving now, and God's meeting our needs. And that's, that's the power of God. That's what God can do through our obedience and our willingness to obey. But when we rob God, we're cursed. And we as a church, we're not going to rob God. But if you want to be under that blessing, under that umbrella, I'm telling you, obey. Listen to our brother this morning. We appreciate you this morning. We don't say it enough. We thank you. Hallelujah. I have a, um, I don't know if you guys know this, we have a circle uh, a prayer meeting every morning with our leaders. And sometimes my birthday radar comes out. And um, I have a birthday radar. You know, if you know that, I go to the store and I have a little radar. It starts ringing. And so when, sometimes when I come to church, I got a birthday radar. And so my birthday radar is out right now. And it's, uh, let me see if I can uh, do, 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 do. So Ricky and the staff got this for you. On the count of three, let's say happy birthday. One, two, three. Happy birthday. We so appreciate you, Jen, everything that you do. Amen. Amen, church. Oh my goodness. Let's worship Jesus this morning. Let's lay aside our cares and our worries. Um, have you know when you got nothing left, you just need the Holy Spirit. <laughs> that's all I need is the Holy Spirit. That's all you need, right? That's all, that's all we need. Hallelujah. God is so good. Let me tell you the power of God real quick before I... This beautiful lady right here didn't go to bed till 4.30 in the morning. Long story. Don't have time. But she's here right here ready to worship with us. And she, she's not here because she's the pastor's wife. She's here because she wants to be. And I can promise you this, even if I wasn't up here preaching this morning, she would still be right there. Amen. So that's why I said we need the Holy Spirit. I don't need a Red Bull. Well, maybe. <laughs> but I need God. Can somebody say amen? Hallelujah. Let's worship. There's a river of life flowing down. Makes the lame to walk and the blind to see. Open prison doors sets the captives free. There's a river of life flowing down for me. Spring up a within my soul. Spring up a and make me whole. 
Cuando pelea 
pies y la noche diré, oh Dios, la batalla tuya
from the mountains, Jesus in the streets, Jesus in the darkness of her every enemy, Jesus for my family, I speak the holy name of Jesus. hablar solamente de tu nombre Jesús en tu nombre hay poder Señor en tu nombre hay vida Señor gracias por tenernos en esta congregación Señor para escuchar el nombre de Jesús unge a nuestro pastor Carlos Señor la palabra que él nos da es palabra refrescante es palabra tuya Señor y bendícenos en esta mañana a nuestros corazones atormentados, doloridos, salgamos fortificados, Señor, en esta mañana, después de recibir alimento fresco. Gracias, Padre, en el nombre de Jesús. Yes, Heavenly Father, we do speak Jesus. We speak the name of Jesus, name above all names, and to everyone here in attendance at home church and everyone watching online. 
because you are the Christ and we love you. We praise your holy name and thank you, Lord, for blessing us, for giving us life, for giving us breath for each day, for giving us the courage and the strength to keep on going on. And Lord, we pray that the Holy Spirit would come in power and in truth through Pastor Carlos this morning. May everyone that has an ear to hear listen to what the Holy Spirit says because we've prayed it in that mighty name, Jesus. In your name, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Your name. Your name is Father. Your name is healing. Your name is love. Break every stronghold. Shine through the shadows. Burn like a fire. something you're in need, something that you're contending for, something that you've been praying for. How I many of oh, we believe a God who hears our prayers, and in his time, he will answer those prayers. And this morning, he says, you have not because you ask not. This morning, ask him right now. Ask him right now, whatever that need is. Ask him right thank you for the beautiful sunshine today. Can somebody say amen? amen? Lord, we thank you for the beautiful weather. We thank you for the, the, the country we live in. We thank you for the city we're in. We thank you for the people we live with. We thank you for our church. We thank you. We can't thank you enough. We thank you. We worship you. Without you, none of this is possible. We thank you for our volunteers. We thank you for all those who are behind the scenes, all those who are, who are working. We thank you. We thank you for the body of Christ. For in the body we are one. Remind us this morning, Lord, that we need each other. The blood of Christ over this message. 
May this be an encouraging word to each and every one of us, God, that we will never forget how important we are to each other. And if there's someone here, Lord, that feels on the outside, someone feels like they're not needed or wanted, Lord, we rebuke that spirit in Jesus' name, the blood of Christ, over these words, Lord. name I pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated this morning. Thank you, church. Amen. Thank you, musicians and, and uh, singers. We so appreciate you this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, how's, how's home church this morning? I am so, I'm so happy to hear that. We got, um, we have some business cards here. And uh, so if you if you're one of those who, what you call evangelize, if you're, a, if you're someone who's followed Jesus, if you're a fisherman, but you want to go fish for men and not fish, pick one of these up right here and invite someone to church. Amen. Amen. And uh, we also got them coming in Spanish too, and uh, so it's going to be a really cool thing. Um, but how many of you know, you could have all the flyers in the world but it's what's in us that matters. Amen. And I really believe, um, I, I really believe this. Right now we're in a season of transition. Um, I feel it, I sense it, and it's not because the flowers are blooming. But we're in a season of transition. I really believe God is going to be pruning, he's going to be cutting, he's going to be doing what, what God does. And if we allow him to cut and to prune... By next season, we will start like a tree or like a flower, start blooming something new. But it's when we don't prune and cut, and we don't allow God to do that, just like in the physical world, when you don't prune and cut, what happens? Nothing new happens. Nothing new is blooming. And so this morning, my prayer is, as we're in the season of transition, um, that we allow God to cut off what needs to be cut off. And we know what those things are, and some of us don't. But that's why we need God this morning to help us with the blind spots that we have in our life. And so I want to start off with the story. I heard about these three sisters, ages 96, 94, and 92. And they all lived together. Some of you got that. <laughs> One day, the 96-year-old starts a bath, and she puts her foot in and stops, and she hollers downstairs, I can't remember if I was getting in or getting out. <laughs> the 94-year-old said, One second, I'll come up and help you. She gets halfway up the stairs, and she stops, and she says, I can't remember if I was going up or coming down. The 92-year-old shook her head and said, boy, I hope I never become that forgetful. She knocked on wood for good luck, and then she said, hang on, I'll come and help you both as soon as I see who's at the door. <laughs> I mean, you know, no matter what kind of day we're having, good, bad, Exciting, sad, 
We need each other, and I want to start a series uh, I want to, I have titled called One. Somebody say one. one. It's about living and operating in the body of Christ. Ephesians chapter 4. I really want to talk about this because there's a spirit in our country um, that says, there's a spirit in our country that says I... They have this attitude that is saying it's not necessary for me to go to church. Um, I would even say from the country just to this community right here is creeping in. Um, and I'm not going to say the world because every time I go to district assembly or every time I talk to other pastors, it's crazy to hear that it's the other countries that are actually coming in and saying it's America who needs Jesus. Wait, what? What is going on? Aren't we the example? Aren't we the ones the world is supposed to look to and say, we want to be just like that? No, I don't care about your funding. We're going to make a righteous stand, and we're not going to allow this in our country. Wow. This spirit is trying to creep into this city right here, of not attending church and the importance of being together. This attitude that says, I can worship God on a mountaintop while I'm fishing. I talked to somebody one time, they said, I can, I can worship while I'm golfing. I, and, and, and I'm sure you could. I'm sure you could worship God doing all these things, but you cannot become all that God has called you to become while being isolated all by yourself. Um, I came across a little poem. It said, it caught my attention. It reads, I, I like being alone. No one to interrupt me, whether in person or on the phone. In that space, it does not matter if I have grown I am me with no one else. I'm only true to myself. I want to be alone. Sounds like a teenager wrote that. <laughs> or a just older youth. <laughs> it's important to know that God designed the church. He has a purpose for us. So this morning we want to kill the spirit and this attitude that's trying to Penetrate people's hearts and minds that say they don't need to be a part of the body of Christ. I mean, oh, if I stub my toe, who here has ever stubbed their toe? Whoever here ever lost their salvation over stubbing their toe? Don't lie to me. We got a lot of holier than thou's here this morning. Can I get some honest people here? Who has ever stubbed their toe? And almost lost their salvation. <laughs> you know, when I stub my toe, all of a sudden something gets sent to my brain that says, ow. And then my hand, there's a message in my hand and my back. There's a message from my brain that says I, it needs to comfort my, my big toe. And, and then sometimes, like I said, I, something, my brain tells my mouth to maybe say something I shouldn't say.
Um, but no one would ever say, I don't want my toe anymore because I stubbed it a few times in my life. And because that happened, it caused me pain. And I would never say because of it, I, I don't want my toe anymore. I'm going to get rid of my toe. How many of you know I, I need my big toe? You need your big toe. That's why I need you and you need me. And no, I'm not saying you're a big toe in the body of Christ. But I am saying we are part of the body and we need each other. The way God designed the body, the spiritual body, we function better together than separate. Ask anyone who's missing an arm or a leg in the house of God. Anyone who's missing uh, a pe an, an eye or an ear in the physical realm, they would tell you, don't ever take for granted your body. Don't ever take it for granted. The church in Ephesus, I want you to turn to uh, Ephesians for me. Ephesians, if you, if you have not, we're going to read a little bit. Book of Ephesians. Ephesus is a powerful church. Um, they did some amazing things. Um, I've said this before. They were, they were the church everyone looked to and was like, wow. I mean, this church, this church did not put up with, with people tickling their ears. Kind of like our church. I can guarantee you if I ever came up here on a Sunday morning and started just preaching love, hope, and love, and hope, I guarantee you there are people here who would say, Pastor, I like it, but uh, I want to know more about God and what his word says. This church right here is the kind of church who put idol makers out of business. I'm serious. Look it up. The idols of the day, they put out of business. Think of the idols we have today. You can just drive down 4th Street and there's some, there's some buildings there in the area that are idols to the point where guys are willing to go there, whether married or not, and, spend mo and put money on the altar. These are idols, and they put these idols out of business. Not because they stood on the corner and protested, but because they shared the love of God and they were an example to the world. That's this church right here, Ephesus. They want people to Christ. They rebuked and cast out demons. When's the last time you cast out a demon? Some of your parents are saying, I did it last night. <laughs> you're just not, you just didn't want to say it. I said it for you. I believe part of the reasons why this church was so effective is because they realized they needed each other. They needed each other. Um, only the devil wants to convince you that you don't need nobody else. I've met people who are lone rangers for the Lord. They're wandering souls with no accountability, with no one to be able to speak into their life, to correct them. They don't want that. They want to be able to do what they want to do, come in and out when they please. But how many of you know that's not the way the kingdom of God works? With God, there's order. But they say they don't need nobody. Like the old song that we used to sing back in the day at church, I don't need nobody. 
I don't need nobody. I don't need nobody. I don't need nobody. All I need is Jesus. All I need is Jesus. I don't need nobody. I don't need nobody. Don't need my brother, my father, my sister, my, my mother, my teacher, the doctor, the lawyer, or the preacher. All I need is Jesus. All I need is Jesus. How many know that song couldn't be further from the truth? I bet there's times in your life you needed a doctor. And if you're honest, some of you needed a lawyer. And if you're really honest, every week you need a preacher. We need each other. Thank you. We need each other. I need you and you need me. Ephesians chapter 4. Verse 11 says, and he himself gave to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers. So he talks about the gifts right here. He's given to the body of Christ, but these aren't all the gifts. There's a lot more gifts. But right here, he's talking about he gave uh, apostles, some prophets, evangelists, teachers. But then he tells us, he tells us what the purpose is. And here's the purpose, the reason for the gifts. Verse 12, for the equipping of the saints. So number one, the saints need to be equipped. Somebody say equipped. Equipped. The saints need to be equipped. Um, that word equipped means prepared. Prepared. Equipped, prepared. How I many you know um, when we would have the choir come and sing on a, a, um, a Sunday morning, um, they, they prepared themselves. They equipped themselves. They didn't just show up and, and, and sing. Um, the, the worship band, they don't just show up on Sunday morning and say, oh, we've sung this song a thousand times. We know it already. Let's just do it. No, they came on, they came on Wednesday. They practiced. They rehearsed. They wo warmed up their vocals. And they said, okay, let's, let's do this again. Here we go. And they, they prepared. They equipped themselves. When you're going to war, when you're getting ready to fight in a war, what do you do? You, you're, you're, you're in the army, and you're preparing. You're, you're, you're training, whatever. You're, you're, you're getting ready for battle. Um, if you go to a restaurant, when you show up and you order your food, um, depending on where you're going, but even if it's McDonald's, somebody got there ahead of time, hours before you did, and they prepared the food. They, pre they prepared, they started making it. They started slicing it, chopping it, dicing it, and, 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 and before they start serving it, you sit down and you start ordering it, and then they bring it to your table and you start eating it. Wow, that was a rhyme in itself right there. Wow, that was amazing. I'm going to start rapping right now. Never mind. That, that's, they prepare. They, they're equipping themselves to get ready for you to come. Equipping. Equipping. And God wants the church to function in the same way. When everyone gets in their place, when everyone gets in their place, when everyone gets in their place, I'm going to say it one more time. When everyone gets in their place, 
and does what they're supposed to do, it's a beautiful thing. Because nothing can beat the church. Nothing can beat the power of God when the church is doing what the church is supposed to be doing together. Nothing. Nothing can stand in the way. He says, I want the saints to be equipped. I want the saints to be so prepared, equipped for what? Number two, right here. For the work of the ministry. Somebody say ministry. Ministry. Are you preparing for the work of the ministry? So you can do the work of the ministry. I had somebody ask me, what's ministry? Pastor, what's ministry? What is ministry? Ministry is people. People. Helping people. Helping lives. Because people's lives are transformed when the church is doing what the church is supposed to be doing. And I'm, I am so excited, so thrilled. Uh, after second service, we got just a couple testimonies. Um, if you're, if you're going to stay, if not, no worries. But it's, it's an amazing thing to see what God is doing in people's lives in our church. The unseen things that God is doing behind the scenes. Transformation. To see people's lives coming back together. Families are coming back together when they, when they come off the drugs and they come off the alcohol and they come off the streets. And at one time they were in and out of prison. They were going in and staying in, but now they came out and they ain't going back in. By the grace of God. The few years that I've seen, that I've been here, I've seen God do some incredible things through the, through the, through the lives of the people in our church, the body of Christ. And that's why we need the church, and that's why I want to encourage you to don't allow the devil to convince you that you don't need the church because he's a liar and the truth is not in him. It's crazy. This morning, if I can, if I can just be honest, Ricky didn't want to come to church. It was, it was, just a, uh, it was a rough night. But she said, I, I need to be here. I need to be here. I mean, you know, we don't serve God on feelings. I mean, you know, Jesus, Jesus Christ didn't feel like going to the cross. He didn't feel like being nailed to a cross. Jesus didn't feel like being whipped. Jesus didn't feel like praying all alone when nobody else was there praying with him. But he did it because he loved us. I need the church. I need the rest of the body. You need the rest of the body. You need others. You need to have something in your life called accountability. I got one amen right there. I'm going to say that again. You need something in your life called accountability. You need something in your life to be, you need to be dependable. I don't know about you, but I can always depend on Zoe. (laughs) 
I can depend on the kids of this church. And it's a sad day when the Christians, when the light of the world, when the world can't depend on us to be there. When we say we're going to do something and we don't show up. That's not the church of Ephesus. And I don't have time, church, this morning to go into everything. Next week, I'm going to kind of be breaking it down. We're going to go a little deeper next week. But we need each other. We need to be able to serve each other. And so I want to read the rest of the verse. Why? Why do we do this? It says right here, it's very simple, for the edifying of the body of Christ. So my point number three is to build each other up. You know, I so appreciate every now and then someone from this congregation will build us up. They will, they will come to me and they will, by what they say, it, it just builds me up. I mean, it's a blessing to have people like that in your life. They just build you up. We'll be on prayer Zoom on Monday nights. And, and, and I'll just be hearing conversations and people, uh, you know, from the McDaniels or, or Pat Burke, Mark Butler, uh, people just building each other up, building each other up. How many know that's what the life groups were for? Wow. A time of just building each other up. So why? For the work of the ministry. To build us up. The church is a big family with a lot of different people. I was blown away while I was listening to the testimonies, a few of the testimonies, and I'm going, if I was from the outside and I didn't know home church of the Nazarene, I would have said those two people do not go to the same church. I'm serious. They were from, I mean, totally different. Pastor Steve Scott has even told, you, got, you, you, you guys the church are so diverse. That's an amazing thing. That means we're ready for heaven. Amen. Let's go. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> Amen. Different kind of people from different parts of life. That's why I want to get back to the church potluck so we can have food from all around the world. <laughs> one body, unified by one spirit. We have one Lord. One faith, one baptism, one God. We are one. Ephesians 4, 4 says, There is one body, one spirit, just as you were called in one hope, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, and Father of all who is above all and through all in you all. I want to read 1 Corinthians 12, 12, and I'm going to get ready to close. 1 Corinthians 12, 12, 14. 
We'll be going into the scripture a little more next week, but I want to settle with this one, and I, and I want to encourage you, especially for those who are, um, who are taking a, a break from the life group, I want to encourage you to read this scripture right here, to, to meditate on this scripture this week as we go into it next Sunday. It reads right here, uh, 1 Corinthians 12, 12, it says, For as the body is one, and has many members, but all the members of the one, that one body, being many, are what? One body. So also is Christ. For by the Spirit we were all baptized unto one body, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free. That's me right there. I was slave. And have all been made to drink into one spirit. For in fact, the body is not one member, but what? Many. Many. Thank you. If the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I am not of the body. Is it therefore not of the body? And if the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I am not of the body. Is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body were an eye, where would be the hearing? If the whole body were hearing, where would be the smelling? But now God has set the members, each one of them, in the body just as he pleased. Verse 19. And if they were all one member, where would the body be? But now indeed there are many members, yet one body. And the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need for you. Nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. No much rather those members of the body which seem to be weaker are necessary. You see that? I'm going to read that again. No much rather those members of the body which seem to be weaker are necessary. And those members of the body, which we think to be less honorable, on these we bestow greater honor. We'll get into that a little more next week. And our unpresentable parts have greater modesty. But our presentable parts have no need. But God composed the body, having given greater honor to that part which lacks it. Oh my goodness. Amen. But God composed the body, having member, having given greater honor to that part which lacks it. That there should be no schism in the body, but that the members should have the same care for one another but that the members should have the same care for one another. But that the members should have the same care for one another. And if one member suffers, all the members suffer with it. Or if one member is honored, all the members rejoice with it. Now you are the body of Christ and members individually. Can somebody say amen? Church, there are people here this morning who are suffering. We suffer with you. 
There are people who are suffering. We suffer with you. There are people here who are excited and rejoicing because they just got a raise. We are rejoicing with you. I don't know about you, but there's nothing like the body of Christ. Nothing compares to the body of Christ. There's nothing in this world that can compare to the body of Christ. And I want to be in it. And whatever I am, whether I'm a leg or a hand or a nose or the eye, I'm just as important as you. And you is me. One last thing as I close. Now I think of what I can do to be one with the Son. We are all different parts of the body of Christ, but with our purpose, we are one. With our hands, may we minister to those who are in need. With our feet, may we walk to those who may not be up to speed. With our knees, may we bow down in humble prayer. With the talents that we have been given to us, may we be willing to share. With our mouths, may we testify of what we know to be true. With our bodies, may we do the work that our Savior asks us to do. Let us listen to the Holy Spirit. Let us always answer the call. Remember always that we emulate the most glorious being of all. And I quote J. Lockhart. Wow. And I am blessed to say, again, I'm preaching this message because we are in a church who lives this and breathes this. But sometimes we as a people, even myself, can forget how important I am to you and how important you are to us and to me. May we never forget that we are one. We are one. We are one. And that's why I want us right now in this moment, I can never do this enough, I love it when we do this, to gather in a circle as my sister comes and plays this morning. And I want us to pray as we dismiss, to gather in a circle and to join hands with your family member, with your loved one. If you're all by yourself, you just come up to the front and pray right here. Just join hands together as we stand together. We join together. We are one together. Amen. We are one together. Is there any way we could uh, we can get this circle over here?
So we could, yes, thank you. Thank you, thank you. As I look across this circle, I'm, I'm thinking already of, of next service, second service. I want to encourage you, if you can, if you want to stay for second service, we're going to do this again. Or if you want to go get lunch and come back for the meeting, come back. But as I look at this body right here, as I look at this circle, I think of my own body. I think of my own body at times I get sick. I look, I, I look at my own body and there's times my, I hurt my hand. I hurt my leg. I stub my toe. But the rest of the body is there to comfort me. The rest of the body is there to, to be there to, to, if I can't use my right hand because it's hurt, the left hand will come in. Even though I'm right-handed, my left hand's a little weaker, but it's there when I need it. And it's just as important as this one. So I say that to say this, the people that you're standing next to, the people you're holding hands with, this is the body. This is your body. Do you know how your body's doing? Do you know? Do you know how your body's doing? Do you know what your body's doing? When I look across this room right here, I see this body. I see, I see, and, and, and I'm not going to look at you when I say this because I don't want to freak anybody out, but I see future pastors. I see future worship leaders. I see future missionaries. I see future pillars. I see future people right here for a lifetime reaching people for Jesus. Amen. That's what I see. But you're going to need to be a part of the body. And it's an amazing thing that we live in a world right now that has the technology and the ability that if you're away, you can still be a part of the body of Christ. As we can watch online, as you can call the church and be prayed for. And if, you know, if you're cooking something good, maybe I'll drive out to where you're at, you know. No, you don't have to cook anything. We're the body. We are the body. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this body. Just like our physical body, we thank you for what you gave us, Lord. Our eyesight, our ears, our hands, our legs, our feet. Not to be able to just serve us, ourselves, but you've given us this body to worship you to serve others and to help others and to make something out of this life that's greater than ourselves. Even in the physical realm, Lord, the spiritual realm, this body is yours. It's not ours. We give this body to you. And we ask you, Lord, to protect this body. Yes, physically, but more important than physically, Lord, Protect this body spiritually. Because just like in the physical realm, viruses try to come up in our bodies and try to attack us 
But spiritual viruses try to come up in this body, and it wants to attack us. So in the name of Jesus, I plead the blood of Christ over this body. I plead the blood of Jesus Christ over our church, over anybody who would try to cause us harm in the physical or in the spiritual. We cast out word curses. We cast out words that have been set against us. The blood of Jesus Christ over our body. Satan, you have no right or authority over this body. Satan, you must leave. You must go. In Jesus' name. Lord, I pray that every leader here be, be wise and be diligent, be, be diligent because our adversary is roaring. He's seeking who he may devour. And so, Lord, even, even what we would say, the weakest member of the body, Lord, I pray we protect it. I pray we value it. We look after it. Because we are one. The blood of Jesus over this body. We thank you for the body. We don't take it for granted. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. Give God a shout this morning. Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Well. We're going to go ahead and, uh, you know what? Let's sing that song in the name of Jesus. There's power in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Demons flee. Demons flee. By the blood of Jesus. By the blood of Jesus. We are free. We are free. By the blood of Jesus. By the blood of Jesus. We are free. We are free. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I'm set free. I'm set free. By the blood. By the blood of Jesus. I'm free. I am free. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. My family's free. My family's free. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We are free. church right now, even while we're singing, Satan's at work right now. Even while we're singing, Satan's at work right now. There's a battle going on for people's souls, for people's lives. There's a battle going on for your children's lives right now. There's a war going on right now for your family. But we serve a God and we have a family and a body that's bigger than Satan. I want to encourage you and I remind you, parents, pray for your children at night. Lay your hands on your kids and pray for them at night. Well, pastor, I had a bad day. I had a horrible day. It doesn't matter. Pastor, I made a mistake. I messed up. 
I said something I shouldn't have said. It doesn't matter. Get your heart right with God and lay hands on your family and pray for them. Pastor, I don't, I don't have a spouse. I pray for your pray for your pray for yourself. Pastor, my parents aren't saved. You pray for your siblings. Lay your hand on that pillow. Lay your hand on your children's on your children's pillow on, on their bed. Pray for them before they go to sleep. Pray for your spouse. Pray for your loved ones. Can we do that? Plead the blood of Christ over them. Because the body needs the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. We serve a good God, amen? Amen. amen. Sorry I went a little long today, but we need this. Our body needs vitamins. Amen? So we're taking vitamin C today. Next week, we'll be doing vitamin D <laughs> and uh, some other vitamins. Amen. Let's all bow our heads as we pray our brother. Uh... Brother Todd, I'd like you to bless us this morning. Say a prayer for us this morning. Thank you. Let's bow our heads as he prays. Dear God, I pray for my church family. Um, I pray for you to relieve us from our sins, forgive us for our sins, and uh, pray for our loved ones. In Jesus' holy name, amen. Amen. Amen.